0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa Know How. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are locked on, Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. And it's Matchups Friday as we take one final look as the Seattle Seahawks come to town to take on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, 325 p.m. Central kickoff. The weather has been a hot topic. Well, maybe not a hot topic. It's been a topic this week in the locker room. Obviously, coming off of last week's snow game. Uh, the forecast has been all over the map. Earlier in the week, there's a forecast for snow. They got rid of the snow yesterday. Now, back on my weather app here this morning, it is a high of 30 and snow. So, we'll, uh, we'll see what Mother Nature dishes out for Sunday, but it's going to be a perfectly lovely December day. Before we get going on the podcast, I'd like to remind you to please check out my work over at packareport.com, home of the world's best preview. Packer Report members receive 10% discounts on gear through Fanatics. In new or renewing, annual members get Sports Illustrated. We have gift memberships over at Packer Report, too. So give the gift of Packers and they get Sports Illustrated, too. It's it's a great deal, if I don't say so myself. And, of course, please check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which is the fastest-growing podcast network in the world. You can check out Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy, and Locked On Seahawks more on Sunday's game. And if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and the Android app. I'm here every Monday through Friday talking Packers with you. Before we get to the matchups, it's first down, and that's the injury update, and it is, it's lengthy, although slightly better than it was on Wednesday when I told you about all the guys who were riding bikes and watching practice from a knee. Inside linebacker Jake Ryan did not practice Wednesday. He did on Thursday. He was listed as limited participation. He did a lot. He did a lot of work at at practice, took all the first-team reps. Um, Fellow inside linebacker Blake Martinez. Um, McCarthy said that Martinez did a bunch on Wednesday, Um, not so much on Thursday. He went through a tackling drill, and he only took one rep at it. I don't don't know if he was supposed to take one rep at it or if he uh, tweaked his knee or whatever, but it was a very limited day for Martinez. I'm not sure he's going to play. Outside linebacker Kyler Fackrell. He's still watching. He's going to miss a 3rd straight game with a hamstring. Outside linebacker Clay Matthews with a shoulder injury. Um, McCarthy said he was not going to practice, but he did. Didn't do much, but he still did more than McCarthy said. And, of course, uh, fellow outside linebacker Nick Perry out with that hand injury. So I asked Winston Moss, how do you replace Nick Perry? I mean, Perry, got he's got a team-high eight sacks. He's really their best run defender. He's their power guy. He's had a great year. And Moss gives the old company line about, well, it's next man up. But I go, but what are you doing? You're running out of next guys up. So it's, you know, it, at this point, it's, they've got Matthews, they've got Julius Peppers, and they got J. Ron Elliott and Dayton Jones for outside linebacker, and inside it's it's uh, Jake Ryan, Joe Thomas, and I guess Morgan Burnett. They seem to have no confidence whatsoever in Carl Bradford. So, I mean, that's what they got, and so, anyways, I, I I say, I mean, what do you do? It's, you're running out of next guys up, and he, of course, he writes off the depth chart of, we got Peppers, we got Dayton Jones, we got Jaron Elliott, we got Winston Moss. <laughs> it was a great line. Um, if you watch the uh, the uh, press conferences online at Packers.com, you've seen Winston. He's a big dude. I mean, I'm not like big. I mean, like big. He's 50 he He'll be 51 on Christmas Eve, and I don't, it's almost not far-fetched to think that he could actually play. I mean, he's, he he's, looks like he's in that kind of shape. Obviously, obviously, he's not going to. He was making a joke. He joked that the only way he'd make a tackle is if, is if they ran right at him and the running back tripped and fell on his lap. But that's kind of where they are, yeah, linebacker, where they're they're down to whether you... As I wrote yesterday at PackerReport.com, you can laugh or you can cry, and Winston Moss has chosen to laugh. Um, as for Matthews, uh, Matthew said that he feels better than he did last week. His range of motion has come back some. His strength has come back some. Uh, Matthew said that it was his decision to play last week. That he must have talked some people into into playing. Here's what he said. It was my decision to go out last weekend. Last week, we didn't put on pads, being a short week. So I was really encouraged with getting the range of motion back. But after the first three plays, it wasn't where I was at. So he stuck with just coming on, coming in on passing situations where... Hopefully, I could at least do something. But even in that role, I was still limited. But I didn't set myself back, which I think was a positive coming out of the game. I don't think I lost any momentum going forward. Credit Matthews, and Moss certainly did. You know, obviously, I I think you probably know that Winston Moss played 11 seasons in the NFL. He served like 150 games. So he was a hell of a player, played with a lot of stuff. He certainly had Moss's, uh admiration for, for playing on Sunday. Like Clay said, he said... Matthew said that he realized after three plays he really couldn't do it. He still played 29. And God knows they needed him because they're running out of guys, and they're going to need him again against the Seahawks on Sunday. And one last injury note would be cornerback Demarius Randall. Listed as limited again. I'm telling you, I saw him take one rep during the jog through portion of practice and during the individual drills where even guys like TJ Lang and JC Shredder went through stuff yesterday. Randall did not. So they're they, they're either being really 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 cautious with him, or he's got an issue. And they they were uh, you know the the number one DBs yesterday. I mean they had Mecklen Dorlean taking some first team reps yesterday. This is again it's it's where they are in a long season of injuries. It's Packers Seahawks. It's Lambeau Field. It's December. Of course you want to be there, and Seat will help you get there too. I'm telling you. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to watch up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being at Lambeau Field in December. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any other game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket... Pick a SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals to fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your rebate on tickets, first, download the SeatGeek app. Then you go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Then you enter my promo code, which is L O Packers. That's L for locked, O for on, Packers. L-O Packers. And then SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app right now. Well, not right now. Listen to this podcast, then enter this, then get the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code LO Packers and get into Sunday's game right now. Alright, on to the matchups. Second down. Green Bay's offense against Seattle's defense. Same old story for the Seahawks. They, they can have coordinator changes, they can have personnel changes, they can have guys that get hurt. And who's number one in the NFL in scoring? But the Seahawks, 16.2 per game. They're not really great in any one phase. They're ninth against the pass, 14th against the run, 27th on third down. But they're fifth in the league in the red zone. So, which means they're giving them some yards, then you go down and kick a field goal. And if this holds up, Seattle will join the Cleveland Browns of the 1950s as the only team in NFL history to lead the league in scoring defense five consecutive seasons. That's amazing. Five consecutive years around pace Far. It is unbelievable what they what they've done there. And, and it starts with, with their star players. And their star players, they, they get paid like their star players and they perform like their star players. And I am you know what? Green Bay Green Bay and Seattle have the same salary structure where they, they pay seven or eight guys. And Seattle star players, they're great. And, they, and you know, I I think I think that's the difference between these teams. Is their are the people who get paid are playing better than Green Bay's guys who are getting paid um, up front. It'd be nice. I mean, on defense, it'd be it'd be nice if the Packers could run the ball against that defense. But come on, I mean, they're not going to run the ball, right? I mean, they they haven't run the ball all year. Um, they have no running back rotation figured out. Um, they're going to throw the ball, and that plays into Seattle's hands, of course. Um, Seattle is first. We'll start up front. Seattle fourth and sacks. Cliff Averill, Frank Clark, and of course Michael Bennett. Those are the three defensive ends. You know, clearly the best 4 3 D end group in the league. And passing downs, Bennett goes inside the D tackle, kind of like how Green Bay does with uh with Peppers. So they get all those guys in the field. Bennett is great, and he's gotten you know, I've spoken to a bunch of the linemen this week about him, and it's the quickness, it's the tenacity, it's the nonstop effort. Um Averill's got ten sacks. Um, He's the former line. He's 32, still a speed guy. You wonder if a, um, maybe not a bad field, but a a snowy, cold Lambeau field might be the Green Bay's benefit here. I I certainly would think so. So Averill's got 10. Um, Clark, 7.5. Bennett's got 3. He missed five games with a knee injury. He came back last week. Bennett did have 10 last week, or last week. Now, that'd be a hell of a game. Bennett did have 10 last year. So. It starts with protecting those guys, and this is going to be strength against strength. Green Bay's O-line has been great. They did a great job against the Texans last week in, in the snow and cold. And they're going to have to do what they've done all year. I mean, pro football focus throughout the year has ranked Green Bay's O-line the best pass-protecting group in the league, and they're, they're going to have to play that level again. The uh, The concerning matchup, obviously, assuming T.J. Lang's not going to play here, it'll be rookie lineman uh, Jason Spriggs at right guard versus Bennett on passing downs. Obviously, they're, they're going to help, I would think, Spriggs. Maybe slide Lindsay that direction, but that is going to be a tough matchup. Um, Seattle's linebackers, Bobby Wright with a league-high 127 tackles. K.J. Wright, 98. They are every-down players. Um, Wagner is fast, and I thought... Green Bay might take him in the first round a few years ago. He is he is that kind of player. See like I'm in the second. He's a I talked to Lane Taylor about him um this week and Taylor said, you know, there are plays when when uh Wagner looks like he's totally blocked and then he gets off and makes a tackle. He's that kind of player and he's and he's a he's a very good blitzer as well. Um KJ Wright not only does he have 90-90 tackles, but he's got 10 for losses. So he, he is a penetrator and playmaker in the run game. And he is their pass coverage guy as well. So it'll be interesting to see him against Jared Cook and, and maybe like Ty Montgomery in the flat and see if they can somehow make some gains on right. The DBs, of course, it starts with Richard Sherman, right? He is the best cornerback in the game today. No one throws at the guy, and he's still got four picks. And since he entered the league, uh, I think in 2011... He's got a league high thirty, so he is he is unbelievable. the The impressive thing here is though that they, he's had a revol- revolving door of guys start opposite him, and now it's uh, Deshaun Shed. And it doesn't matter; they all perform. And you know, part of it's because Sherman is so good that he's got his guy taken care of, and then then the Earl Thomas, the, the safety who I mean, the, who was a safety obviously can can help, and, and they can they can help the other corner, but. Shed's the other corner. He's played very well. The nickel is Jeremy Lane. Um, Shed, a former undrafted rookie, Laney, a former sixth-round pick. All those guys are tall. Lane's six foot. and Sherman's, you know, six-two. The um, Shed is like six-one-two twenty-five. So he's got he's got safety/slash linebacker size, and that's what uh, Devontae Adams said they need to take advantage of his size and work that against him. Now I'm, I'm sure. That's probably every team's goal here is to take advantage of their size. But that's the uh that's what the Packers are looking to do is to take advantage of their size and, and then use their shiftiness to to get some separation. The safeties, Cam Chancellor, who is kind of a trendsetter, as that big physical guy in coverage, but you know, he's big enough or he's but he's also big enough to go play linebacker and, and be a run support guy. You know about Earl Thomas, the Pro Bowl center fielder, it'll be Stephen Terrell, who's actually, is, uh, we learned in our Behind Enemy Lines podcast yesterday with Vincent Verheyen over in Seattle. Terrell's a great athlete. Actually, he tested better than Thomas did, but a great athlete obviously doesn't have the experience. But he certainly has the speed to be a racer on the back end. And Aaron Rodgers, the NFL's all time leader in pass rating. 83.6 in his last four games against Seattle. Four touchdowns, three picks. In Seattle's passing, it's 79.9 passer rating this year. He 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So this is a, this really is a strength on strength game right here, where Green Bay's going to come out throwing it because that's what they do, and that plays right into Seattle's strength. So Green Bay's going to have to make some plays in the passing game, and frankly, they haven't done enough of that to win this in this series. You know, you go back to last year's win at. at uh, At Lambeau against those guys. You know, the the big play was, you know, Rodgers got him offside and threw deep to James Jones for a touchdown against Sherman. So that would certainly help if Green Bay can get a a big player or two. Because, you know, just based on Seattle's numbers and Seattle's history, it's going to be hard to march the ball methodically up the field and get a six point payoff. It takes us to third down, and it's Seattle's offense against Green Bay's defense. It starts the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, the quarterback. Uh, I asked Dom Capers about him yesterday. He's Dom's... Packers have seen him basically since his rookie year up until now. So they've kind of seen him... In, they've kind of seen him... They've kind of blah, 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 blah. Easy for me to say. Kind of seen him evolve. That's what I'm trying to say over the last several years. Here's the Capers said. He's kind of the engine that makes everything go. I had a chance to be around him a couple of times at the Pro Bowl. You can see his leadership. He's a great feel for people. I think guys rally around him, respond to him. Very savvy football player. He's a guy that makes plays at key times. He extends plays probably as well as anybody in the league because he's a good athlete, good quickness. Throws the ball really well in the move, which is what makes him dangerous. He's a guy that, when he gets out of the pocket, he can be running full speed and throw the ball across his body with pretty good accuracy. You don't have to look at a lot of tape to see that a number of their big plays happen when he extends that play. Now, this has been a great year for Wilson. He's only thrown 12 touchdowns this year. He had 34 last year. So, I, I, th- I think I joked about the math here earlier this week. 12 touchdowns in 12 games is on pace for 16, which is less than half of 34. But, against Carolina, or against New England a few weeks ago, at New England, mind you, 348 yards, 3 touchdowns, no picks. So, you got to somehow contend with him. And he is healthy, unlike Rodgers, who's gonna to have to deal with sales pass without his mobility. Wilson's got that back after uh being slowed for you know six, seven weeks with a with a knee sprain and an ankle injury. And you can see that from his rushing numbers. He I I write in this uh for the preview that he had twenty-two carries for thirty yards over a seven game span. Well, he ran for eighty the other week alone, so he's he's got his mobility back. This is the Russell Wilson who's uh, really driven Seattle's offense here the last several years. He's got two receivers who he really likes. One is receiver Doug Baldwin. 68 catches, 832 yards, 5 touchdowns. Cornerbacks coach Joe Witt called him the most underrated receiver in the game. He's a big play guy. He's got speed. He's competitive. He was only 5'9 and change, but he plays bigger than that. And then the tight end, of course, Jimmy Graham, 57 catches, 769 yards and five scores this year. Green Bay shut him out last year. Here, I think it was one catch for like six yards or something. Got three 100-yard games this year. And the Packers, of course, against tight ends. Bad all year. 11 catches last week against the Texans. So Green Bay somehow got to figure out how to stop Jimmy Graham. Because they haven't haven't stopped tight ends in weeks here. Um, The running back, Thomas Rawls. He's third of the year behind uh, current Packers running back, Kristen Michael, uh, broke his leg, returned three weeks ago, ran for 106 yards and two touchdowns last week against Carolina in that blowout win for the Seahawks. So he gives them the balance. He is a, he's a big guy. He's powerful. He's a bit shifty. He's got enough speed with, with that long touchdown last week. He showed that. So he's, he gives them that balance that they haven't had all year. Here's where Green Bay's got to win. They just have to win up front. I mean, there's no ifs, ifs, ands, or buts about it. And this, you know, I talked about this in the podcast the other day. The Seahawks have spent a lot of money on Russell Wilson. They spent a lot of money on on their defensive players. They spent money on Jimmy Graham. At some point, you run out of money. And Green Bay has run out of money, too. I mean, and Seattle did, too. And, and Seattle, when you run out of money, you got to cut corners. And Seattle cut corners on the O-line. I mean, they're paying these guys peanuts. I think uh, I think uh, Vincent Verhey during our Behind Enemy Lines podcast mentioned something along the lines of a total cap hit of nine million dollars on ten players. So, and then the most of that's on first round pick German I thought he weren't their guard. But they've got to win. They've got to beat their rookie left tackle George Fant. He's a former college basketball player, undrafted. Played one season of football. He started a handful of games now for Seattle. And according to Pro Football Focus Numbers, he's one of the worst pass protectors in the league. They've gotta win that. They just have to win that. But I mean their their O line is frankly, it's terrible. It's Fant at left tackle, the Mark Lewinsky, a fourth round pick last year at left guard, the center Justin Britt, probably their best player. He was at right tackle when Green Bay played Seattle for the championship game a couple years ago. He was at guard when Green Bay played Seattle here last year. Now, as a center, he's finally found a home there. Um, the right guard, the aforementioned first-round pick, German Ifetti. a former college left tackle at AM, Texas A&M. And then their right tackle has been Gary Gilliam, but they moved, made a move to Bradley Sowell last week. Um, either way, you're looking at former college free agents. So they, I mean, they just have to win. I mean, even Clay Matthews kind of cut out the politically correct BS and said that it's a matchup that they should win, And they have to win because you know Green Bay's pass defense has has been terrible all year, and and I, I I have no confidence that they can hold up over the course of a game. You know, maybe they can hold up, maybe they can hold up pretty well, but it's hard to see the Packers scoring a whole bunch of points here, isn't it? So, which means you're going to have to hold those guys down for 60 minutes and play great defense for 60 minutes. And frankly, I don't have the confidence that they can do that. That they can hold up on the back end. If the pass rush is in there, they're going to have to pressure Wilson. And not just pressure him, but they're going to have to hit him, make, bring him down, make it, force him into some bad throws. That has to be the plan. Well, of course, I mean, it's going to be the plan, but they have to pull that off because, I mean, otherwise, I, I just had a, a hard time seeing Green Bay pull off the upside here on Sunday. That takes us to fourth down and look at the special teams. So special teams coordinator Ron Zook comes in yesterday. And before we even ask a question, They have a great return game. That's what he said. If that would be Tyler Lockett, the uh, second-round pick from last year. I asked uh, asked Zook, what stands out about Lockett? Well, a couple things, Zook said. Obviously very fast, but he knows how to run the football. He knows how to follow his blockers. They do a great job of getting on you. In the case of the punt return, and he's talking about they had a 66-yard punt return last week. In the case of the punt return, they just... I think it was his imitation of a snowplow or something. So in the case of the punt return, they just grab and hold on. We've got to be able to get off that stuff and stay in our lanes. It's not just Lockett. You know, I ran the numbers uh, yesterday. And Seattle will be tied for number one in the Pack Report special teams rankings. I'm not sure I'm going to have a chance to actually publish it because i got to put put together the table and everything. I'll try to. Um Seattle tied for number one in the Packery Sports Packery Port Special Teams rankings, which is a look at um, net punt average, um, opponent net punt average. So it's, it's measuring basically um, the field position change on punts. And then it's starting field position on kickoffs, starting field position on kickoff returns, and then field goal percentage. So Seattle at the top of the charts. Green Bay has played much better the last couple of weeks starting with that decisive win at Seattle or at Philly a few weeks ago, where Philly was number three in my rankings, and Green Bay won that matchup. They're going to have to do that again. Seattle's kicker, Stephen Hauschka, 26 of 29 on field goals. He's only attempted one from 50-plus yards. He made that one. Um, The punter, of course, John Ryan, the former Packer, averaging 45.6 with a net of 40.3. And Randall Cobb, is really provided the lift on punt returns, had a couple of twenty-yard run backs last week, and he is—he's really provided the spark. Some other odds and ends: the coaches, what a great coaching matchup here, uh, between Mike McCarthy and Seattle's Pete Carroll. They are two of thirty-nine coaches in NFL history with one hundred regular season wins, and they both have Super Bowl championships. Carroll three and one, head to head against McCarthy while well with the Seahawks. Green Bay leads the overall series eleven to eight, including nine to seven in the regular season. And the Packers are six and one at home. And finally, the Packers are three point underdogs on Sunday. I, I went to uh, Pro Football Reference. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not. I'm not Hawking. I'm not on the Pro Football Reference payroll. It's a great website. You, it's got everything in the world you'd ever want to know from uh, a sheer numbers perspective. And as you know, I am Mister Stats for losers. So I love, I love my numbers. Um, Packers three point underdogs. They haven't been a home underdog with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback since 2009 against the Cowboys. Now, they were in the playoffs against the Niners in 2013, but I'm talking regular season. They haven't been a regular season home underdog since 2009. It's remarkable about how good these guys have been and just how uh, off-kilter this season has gone. And that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Packers. Thank you as always for listening. I truly appreciate it. Have a great day, and I will talk to you late Sunday night from Lambeau Field. Enjoy the game.